were talking earlier about the ejaculating, what is the point of being hard on yourself? And there is a point, right? There is a point where you have to be hard on yourself or you have to pay someone or make someone be hard on you. Join the fucking army or something. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I've taken up a daily workout regime with an up-and-coming dance-specific training personal trainer, but I'm a little disappointed at my slow progress. Curious to hear your take on not being too hard on yourself whilst aiming high. Many thanks. Again, this comes down to what we were talking earlier about the ejaculating. What is the point of being hard on yourself? And there is a point, right? There is a point where you have to be hard on yourself or you have to pay someone or make someone be hard on you, join the fucking army or something, because humans and all of us are prone to laziness and prone to giving up on things and taking the easy route. And we know that if we do that all the time, then we don't get the benefits of taking more difficult steps. So yeah, it is important to have little bursts of being hard on yourself. But if you're on in, in your, really only to get started, I think it's, it's, and to check yourself, like to be like, oh fuck, here I really am in the, in the mire here. I really, really am letting myself go or letting myself down. So I need a kick in the ass, whether I get someone to do it or I do it to myself. Cool. But it doesn't help long-term. It's not a great strategy for ongoing success. So yeah, I deliberately put myself in situations where I'm not nowhere near the best in the class because there's, I can happily sit in my world where I'm the best in the class. Pretty much, right? And the best in, um, I could just say, all right, friends around me, I'm richer than all of them. So I'm the best in the class at rich stuff. And I'm the best in the class at doing Shaolin Kung Fu and uh, teaching seduction. And I can just stay there, which a lot of people do, because then they feel, all right, good. I've reached mastery and I don't need to learn anything. It's one of the specific reasons why I go to Edo and other teachers of various types whenever I can, because I get to feel like a beginner and a fool. And it's, and the learning curve in that period is the fastest learning curve, right? What I mean by that is the going from beginner to, to basically competent is the hardest and most uh, extreme trajectory that you go on. Cause you go from zero to doubling your skills. I don't know, every class or every week or every month, as opposed to when you get really good at something, then trying to get a little bit better at it is, is more difficult because uh, you're more, moving more and more into advanced, refined pieces, which are more complicated. So I love the experience of going into Edo or different other classes and facing my frustration, facing the, oh, I'm an uncoordinated dork again. And I don't give a shit what it, about anyone in the cl- I mean, I look at them and go, wow, that's awesome. Like props to you. And sometimes there's a guy there who's like 50, who's just this boss ninja. And I'm like, fucking nice, man. You put in the work and you have dedicated yourself to that. And at 50 years old, you're running rings around half the guys in the class. That's awesome. Like I think um, more like extreme respect to that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like I'm not, I don't feel bad because everyone else is better in the class. I think it's a bit funny. And of course I feel a bit gawky and dorky and stumbling around if I can't do the thing that everyone else is doing. And I have to deal with my own personal frustration, which I'm not saying I'm totally zen about it. I remember in Thailand, I had some extremely frustrating classes trying to do Edo's crazy on the floor flippy stuff, which I just couldn't do. Never did. (laughs) And just kept on splatting myself on the floor. But as Edo said, when he came around, not to me specifically, but he was just talking about that he was teaching us something very difficult, which most people couldn't get. 
And he was just like, don't do that face. Like this face of like, eh. and I have that with students. You see it in the last, the second to last video I did where Sebastian keeps coming back and every set he'd be like, ah, and I'm like, that is useless. That is your ego actually, right? And if you're in the class and you're like, ah, oh, disappointed, ah, oh, slow progress. And, and you think you're kind of doing something like stoic or Spartan or tough, to be like, ah, fucking, ah, I fucked it up and now I'll do it again. That doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work. You don't see people who get exceptionally good at stuff like going, fuck, I'm shit at this every time they make a mistake. I mean, maybe there's some people that respond to that, but it's like having an extremely bad coach in your, in your, that you've hired. Just someone to go, you're a fucking, ah, oh, man, you fucked it up again. Oh, you suck. Like that's a bad coach. Right? And maybe it works in the military where they want to break you down. Listen, maggot. What's the thing that a military dude would say? Why does your major malfunction? <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. That's designed to break someone's down and then rebuild them into a killing machine, which is not mostly what we're doing with these kinds of things, certainly not in a dance-specific specific class. It's like, okay, allow the frustration to be there for sure. Allow yourself to feel like a fool and note and be like, yeah, I'm worse at this than I'm much worse than the others here. Why is that? Because I'm a useless piece of shit? No, because I haven't done as much practice and I'm in the beginner's hell phase. And there is so much to be learned in the beginner's hell phase. It is the time when, as I said, you will get the most learning, right? Like for me now going out on the streets to do cold approach, I don't really learn much from that. Like I get little nuances or I have little level ups or I have things where I do mistakes and I can pull them apart a bit. But it's not like the early days where going, just going out and putting myself in front of women, whatever happened, led to extreme personal growth in extremely short period of time. Over two years that I was really into it, that I was really practicing a lot, I faced huge amounts of my ego, my anger, my fear, my issues with women, and learned from every single interaction something quite profound. And I'm so grateful for that period and grateful to myself for going and doing it properly. Instead of just farting around and doing one approach here and there, which you can do for the rest of your life and you won't get much out of it. And that's the unfortunate reality. Whenever I see guys on chats sort of talking about one specific approach, oh, I did this approach and then they talk about it for six paragraphs and then you don't hear from them again for another two weeks. It's like there's a problem there because the problem is, and now when, when I see guys like writing detailed analysis of one set that I did on the, on a video and going, oh, you fucked that up. And you know, I feel bad for you or that girl was or something. I'm like, I don't even remember her face. I literally don't. I can't, I remember the back of her cause I've seen the video, but it's that, that last video is an example of me going out for two hours and that's only half of it and meeting 10 women. And it's like, if I'm not, if you're in the beginner's phases and you're not going and meeting girls every day, you're kind of not doing it at all. And it is better than nothing because it keeps it in, well, sometimes it's worse than nothing because it make, you, you're in this stress of like, I'm almost there. I'm almost at the gym. I'm almost doing it. And I feel all these bad feelings and then I beat myself up and then I back away and I don't do it. Better to just not do it at all, actually. And don't not do it at all because not doing it at all is the worst thing you can do. But it's slightly better than doing half doing it. Does that make sense? The best thing to do is to do it. And to know that the beginner's phases, the stumbling, the, the, the ineptitude is a beautiful time. 
actually, if you move through it. It's not a beautiful time if you sort of half quarter do it and never ever move. If you go and do this dance class once a month and and go in there with an attitude of like, ah, oh, fucking, oh, I fucked it up. Oh, these people are better than me. Don't do it. It's better not to do that at all because you will never learn. Right? If you go in and you, and you do it enough, whatever that is, twice a week, three times a week, every day, whatever you know is the benchmark of what will lead to actual results, and you allow yourself to drop that fucking face and you have a laugh at yourself every time you trip over and you see, and you also look at, again, what are you proud of every time and what is the benefit of this mistake, then it works. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.